0: I'm Kate Northrup
1: and I'm Mike Watts and we're partners in life, love and business.
0: Welcome to the Kate and Mike show where we share insights and interviews on entrepreneurship, relationships, parenting, self-actualization and making a life not just a living. Hey, welcome to the Kate and Mike show. This is Kate.
1: This is Mike. It's having a problem holding the microphone up. But go, Kate. How's it going?
0: Well, Mike has uh, taken a table and put it floating in the middle of the basement. So I'm not sure exactly what's happening here, but he's always tinkering with the setup. Got to get the setup right. So if you want to meet someone who screws around with stuff the most to try to go for optimal, it is my husband, Mike Watts. Just You're always screwing with things. Do you
1: want me to explain myself or no? Yeah. I actually just had a whole conversation with my mother this morning about my father tinkering with things. So this is oh. pretty funny. No, just hysterical. That's that's what we're getting. Yeah. My dad knows about a surprise party now.
0: Was it my fault?
1: No, it wasn't. <laughs> this is this is
0: <laughs> He
1: First of this, all, you
0: never told me it was a surprise party for the record. I would have remembered.
1: No, it was right. No, I know that. But you didn't say anything. So my dad turned 70 in July, right? And uh, I would actually like to talk. Maybe we'll interview him when we go back to about what it's turning into. But it just like the feedback I get for him turning 70, it's, it's, he's having a hard time you know, and I'm sure there's other people out there, other parents that have experienced getting older aging. Like there's a lot of stuff that that's complicated into it. He just retired a few years ago, you know, in this whole new life now where, cause we've built this culture in society where it's like, you go to school, you get a good job, then you retire and you hang out. And it's like, that's supposed to be the great part of your life is like, you just hang out. Right. And, but what happens is we forget where it's like, Oh, well, my purpose or my career, if you've listened to the interview with my dad and my mom on this podcast, I think it was episode like 32 or something, but he talked we'll about link it in the show notes. Yeah, we'll link it. But it's, he talked a lot about achievement and it was accomplishment and it was career and goals. And now, you know, that he retired. So it's like that shift. So anyway, he's turning 70 in July and uh, he's having a little bit of a hard time, I believe. And he, my, so there was the surprise party my mom was planning for him. And then when they were visiting last time, Kate kind of said, well, we're coming out to the house in June. I
0: said, we were thinking about coming out in June. And he was like, oh, I didn't know that. And then I was like... Like I didn't know it was a surprise party.
1: Well, it, then it could have been played off. See when your and mind then I was worked. like, Oh,
0: I don't know. Like maybe we were just thinking about coming for a visit. Right.
1: And then it could have played, but then my mom said something else while she was here that completely like gave it away. And I was like, you guys are really
0: bad at this. So it I was... do not have a track record of lying like you do. <laughs> so if you, you want someone who's going to tell the truth, it's me. I am literally yeah. incapable of lying.
1: Well, it's not, it's, yeah okay i agree and (laughs) so my mom said today because my dad has started these house projects and my mom's like oh maybe we should work here and he's like well i I gotta finish the outside first she's like maybe you should work on the inside you know and it's like if michael and kate are coming home and like maybe we should clean off the bar And, and my dad's like well they don't drink so who cares and you know valid point where i'm
0: not gonna go sit in the basement in the at the bar
1: no and so valid point and so my mom's like, well, you know, and she and he was just like, are you planning a surprise for me? And then they held a whole conversation where he was just like, so now he's on a deadline to get stuff done because we're all coming home and there's going to be people there.
0: He does well with a deadline.
1: He does. We all do. We all do. Yeah. I work well on deadlines. Everybody does. Well, great. Yeah. Leave it open.
0: So anyway, now we are taking a two week family road trip that is kicking off at the end of June because I'm teaching a one day immersion or I don't know if they're calling it an immersion. Anyway, at Wanderlust uh, Stratton. So if you've never been to a Wanderlust Festival, it's phenomenal. They have yoga, they have live music, they have all kinds of workshops, lectures, workshops. But anyway, so I'm teaching a one dayer and then also a 45 minute one. And so we're starting off the road trip. We're driving from Maine to Stratton, Vermont. We're gonna spend the weekend at Wanderlust. We're bringing the girls. And then we are going to drive from there to see my family in Western New York in Ellicottville. I don't know if any of you know Ellicottville and Holiday Valley, but my uh, granddad was one of the founders of that ski area. So me and my offspring get to ski free for life, though we never do. I don't,
1: just our kids.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. Well, because you're not my offspring. That's correct. That would be creepy.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm not a Northrop
0: right so yeah. anyways we're gonna go see the fam all the cousins the aunts and uncles everybody lives in this sweet little town of ellicottville if you ever go please stop by the purple doorknob which is my cousin rachel northrup's sock shop it's amazing go buy yourself some socks performance socks fun socks kids socks. you can
1: also google the purple doorknob they have an oh, yeah, online you can, website yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: yeah you can order online which i have done some really great mermaid socks so that I. I sent to my friend megan waterson <laughs> So then we are headed from there, possibly to stop through Cleveland to see Megan. We haven't talked to her about that yet, but that's on the radar because it's on the way to Indiana. And then we'll go to Indiana to Mike's family's house and then we will drive home. And so we're going to... It's
1: going to be an adventure. uh, It's going to be
0: an adventure with a one, you know, with a basically what Penelope will be four and three quarters and Ruby will be basically like 14 months old.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And today, I was like, what about if we rent an RV?
0: And Mike was like, so the kids could move around. I was like, honey, just because you're in an RV doesn't mean the kids aren't still in car seats. We can't just like be on the highway and let Ruby crawl around the back of an RV. It's not
1: 1950. We can. I'm not. Yeah.
0: Not safe. Uh-huh. Yeah. If we
1: had an RV, we'll see. We'll, we'll do an update on that. If we had an RV, what would happen? Well, it is safe. They were inside a box and it's going slow.
0: What if we got hit? The baby would fly across the RV. Most accidents
1: that occur on the highway are not happening when you are driving. I am not. Like at highway speed. Most of them are happening because there's traffic jams or things like this.
0: I am not letting our children roam free in the back of an RV while we are barreling down the highway. Okay. Period. End of story. All
1: right. Well, I used to when I rode in semi trucks.
0: Yeah. How old were you?
1: Uh, College?
0: Exactly. You had some really good core strength. We took a trip out west, huh. our family, when I was 10, and my sister was 12, and we also roamed around in the back of the RV. Now, that was the early 90s, so I don't know what the laws were, but that's very different because we could brace ourselves. Penelope can barely put on her pants without falling over.
1: <laughs> that makes two of us. <laughs> Last night, this is so bad. Last night she was standing there and I was changing. Did you hear her crying? I did and yeah, I yeah, wondered yeah.
0: what you had done.
1: I, yeah, that was such a dad move. So she was standing right in front of me and we're changing clothes because she's putting her pajamas on. And I was like, you got to take your socks off. So I literally pulled her sock off while she's standing there. It was like, a, you know, if you think of when they do in shows where they try to pull the tablecloth out from underneath the dishes but leave the dishes in one spot that's what i was trying to do but not like on purpose but i just wasn't thinking straight and I pulled the sock and it literally she 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 flipped up in the she didn't flip but her legs went out from under she landed flat on her butt you know it was like her because i just pulled her leg with her sock basically it was like
0: (laughs) i really uh, wonder about you
1: you know what it's just part of life uh-huh. Uh-huh.
0: so i would like to highlight something while we're making fun of you about something great that you did <laughs> great. which was that i've been traveling a lot for the book launch i'm about to leave at 5 a.m tomorrow again for new york city this will be my third trip and i asked you how it was going with me and all this travel and you said it was going great and that it was really good practice and I thought that was so funny because it was like, you were saying it's really good practice, but it's not practice because it's actually happening. <laughs> but I thought it was such a sweet response that you said, like, it's, it's, it's really good practice for me to just like be with the girls and be present and like, notice the way, you know, notice how you get triggered and, you know, adjust and whatever. And so is there anything else you want to say about that? Like, when do you remember saying that? And yeah, yeah. You said it? No, I
1: didn't remember exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, it's so a lot of it comes back to my sickness, but then also as I've become, you know, we've talked a lot about becoming a parent on this podcast and becoming a dad, etc. And then what really kind of started this train of thought was when I got sick with my skin, right? And so just a quick update on that, it is healing and someone just sent me this documentary and if you're listening, thank you. I can't remember who it was, but about this it's like the red skin syndrome is what it's called and that's what i ended up going through and it comes from with it's basically withdrawal symptoms from steroids and so topical steroids and oral, oral steroids and stuff and so this is one reaction that people go through or could go through and it's pretty serious and she sent me a many that she that this woman that did it i only watched the first 10 minutes but i'm planning on watching the whole thing about went and interviewed all these people and it's it's a big problem but people aren't talking about it and so especially doctors because out of all the doctors that i've seen three or four of them all and then i the last dermatologist i went to just to make sure i was curious because i actually never saw a dermatologist in portland i went to camden and his reaction this was in december so the worst i was at my worst in october the end of october and this was in december so i was getting better but still had some issues and he's like yeah we should just put you back on steroids And I was like, well, could this happen? And I was showing him all these pictures. And I said, could this happen again to me? And he goes, oh, possibly. And I said, would it come back in this full thing? And he's like, yeah, possibly. I'm like, I look at him straight in the face. I'm like, I am not going back on steroids, dude. Because what I went through was hell and I'm not doing it again. So that led me to, as I was going through this process about, because a lot of it, there was definitely emotional tie to it, right? So I can look at the drugs and say, yeah, the drugs were a reaction from it good lesson you know just really read about what's going on in our bodies and what we're putting in our system not only our system but our kids systems like everything that goes in there is like really be because it's like there's a lot of unknowns when it comes to pharmaceutical drugs that is clear that's why they give you 30 seconds of warnings on on tv commercials right because they don't even know so another
0: thing psa read the inserts on the vaccines when you go get your kids vaccinated yeah just read the insert that comes with it yeah that's all i'm gonna say
1: yeah just there's a lot of debate about vaccines right now there's a lot of stuff happening and just really don't pay attention to the headlines read between the headlines read what's in the vaccines read what's going on with them like some of these vaccines have mercury we're pulling mercury fillings out of people's teeth right now because of toxic chemicals that have happened over the years and what this is linked to. So it's just really paying attention and being informed to make educated decisions. But read
0: the warning on the insert. Yeah, and That's read the warnings. a really great place so, to start.
1: And then ask your doctors. There was actually a great article um, that your mom sent me this morning about in Maine, the, the people in Maine emailed the CDC in Maine Or the health department in Maine asked them these seven questions about the the Department of Health
0: and the Human Services, the DHHS.
1: uh, DHHS in Maine and asked them these seven questions and the the, the person couldn't answer the questions.
0: They were questions about the data kept on vaccines and immunocompromised children because they wanted to see how many deaths of immunocompromised children or how many illnesses have been caused by unvaccinated children. And they said, we have no information on that. So they've mounted this entire campaign based on the fact that they're trying to protect immunocompromised children by making everyone else get the vaccines when they have zero data about the risk yeah. and what's actually happening. So it's, anyway, that's, this is a whole other episode, yeah. which I'm not sure that we will ever do. I think it but would I be- I think it's really important I'd, just to do the reading yep. and not assume that the news, which is largely run by the pharmaceutical industry because of advertising dollars- yes. Please do. And also the studies who's funding those studies follow the paper trail. That's correct. Follow the money. Like just, we have to understand that we cannot take any information at face value and we have to go several layers deep. If you want to know how this plays out in the food industry, go back and listen to the episode with Vani Hari and listen, we all can have access to the information through the
1: freedom of the information, freedom of
0: information act. You can actually submit and get emails and get, like all the information and mm-hmm. so anyway this is that was a side note
1: but this, important. no it, it is very important because what goes on with the food industry what went on with the cigarette because listen people like I worked for a cigarette company right so the cigarette doctors used to recommend you to smoke doctors recommend these things so I value doctors and respect opinions you know and people of experts that are there but for me I'm also the most resp- I'm the one responsible for myself right and so i listened to the joe rogan podcast a lot recently and it's so like because he talks to these people for three hours right he does two podcasts a day he had gabby reese on and ben shapiro on in the same day and they both talked to them for like two and a half hours you know and then the other it's amazing i don't listen to all that he puts out so much he puts out like six episodes a week at like two and a half to three hours a pop like i bet he's the dude's like
0: so he just sits and talks all day he
1: sits and talks all day and I mean, but the guy's doing, I think it's one of the, I think it's the biggest podcast in the world. Like it, and we're talking hundreds of millions of downloads.
0: Who is Joe Rogan? Even? So
1: Fear Factor. Do you ever remember the show Fear Factor? Oh yeah. So he was a host there, but he's also a standup comedian. Okay. And then he also does MMA. He started out in mixed martial arts a long time ago. Wow. But this is why I find, this is why I bring it up. Because when he brings people on, cause he had like Ben Shapiro, that's a huge conservative. And so I started listening to Ben Shapiro's podcast over the last week to get some information about what he's talking about there. Then he interviewed Ben Shapiro, interviewed Tucker Carlson. This You'll love this one. Tucker Carlson said that we should, I'm going to post this on my Instagram, but he said we need to go back in the world where that the, the reason we have so many problems in the world today is because men are making, because women are making more money than their husbands or because of partners in the relationship and so that's why we've caused this so we need to reverse the culture of men becoming i'm like oh my gosh are you serious so anyway that's a whole nother we'll get on the, another topic there kate's face is like, um oh trust me this i, I have need a whole to thing. take
0: that guy out <laughs>
1: He will take himself. He
0: will take. You're right. He is going to take himself. He
1: just like Bill O'Reilly did. There will be like there will be a reckoning.
0: The reckoning is happening.
1: That's the thing. Is so I bring him up because he asks really deep questions and he's interviewing these people on a non start tries to stay really median me, like in the middle when he's interviewing whether it's this somebody Joe that's, Rogan. yeah and if the p- political system like somebody that's far left somebody that's far right like in the center and asking really deep questions so this goes back to the conversation around vaccines and a lot of the other things we're talking about is to go is to do the research right. ourselves like if you're pregnant or we're about to have a kid questions are going to come up as so- it's like one thing that i did that i learned a lot when we had penelope before we even had her these are this is what they're going to ask you if because you plan for a home birth if you end up in the hospital this is what they're going to ask you so what are your answers right and so they gave you the what the questions are going to be here's what the state recommendations are you can say yes or you can say no like be because when a woman gives birth there's no way i mean you can tell me but there's no you're like to answer questions after you just pop out a baby
0: no you're in a completely altered state yeah it's it's i mean the birth industry that's like a whole other episode i could really go off yeah but basically like what we're talking about here is informed choice so i yes. am not really pro or anti like when it comes to medicine when it comes to vaccines i am pro educating yourself and making the best decision for you and your family hmm And that same with birth, like I'm not anti-hospital. We've had both kids in the hospital, even though that was so not the vision that I had. It was like amazing, amazing care that we got. And what's really a bummer to me is the women who go in and didn't even realize that they had any choices Yes, and they feel railroaded. And so that's the problem with the medical industry. That's the problem with the media. That's the problem with the political system is that we just take things at face value because people are an authority because they're on tv or they're wearing a white coat or they have a stethoscope around their neck and we forget that we are actually in charge of our bodies and we are actually in charge of our lives and so it's really really important that you do your research and you actually make the decision based on the data not based on what somebody on a television or on the internet or wearing a white coat told you was best because they're also a human being and they don't have any idea what the fuck they're doing either.
1: True. Cause they, that's what they just talked about today. When I was raking the yard outside, I was listening to this episode and they're talking about how we, Joe was just like, I am open to changing my mind. Like if I come across something that changes my mind, then it makes sense to do that. And what happens is we get so locked into what our opinions are and what we think we believe is the right way to do it. And we're so locked in to proof that this is it. And we become very inflexible when somebody brings up an argument or a discussion or have a debate about the other side or the right. way the other person we feels. We close our mind yeah, to another mind. possibility.
0: I mean, a great example is like, I thought of course, as a woman who had never given birth, I will be honest this is terrible but I judged women who got epidurals because I was like so pro natural birth and you know your body can do it and the wisdom and da 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 and then the moment that I got the spinal when we had come from home to the hospital when I was in labor with Penelope and it became clear I needed a C-section the moment I got the spinal was like one of the greatest moments of my life and I remember thinking in that moment you know what any choice that any more women makes during birth is a good choice <laughs>
1: <laughs> Yeah. like
0: and who the hell did i think i was Yeah. and so i think it's also really important to not make i mean this is a whole other conversation also but just like the way that we judge about things we have never experienced like hello the entire all the men in politics who mm-hmm. are governing the way women should or should not what we should or should not do with our bodies like hi keep it in your pants and go back over to your side because you will never experience what it's like to be in a woman's body. So get away from me. So that's also, you know, there's that like, let's not make decisions about things we haven't experienced mm-hmm. or that we never will experience. Let's let the people who are having those experiences, make those decisions for themselves. Nice. How Anyway, did we get on back the to your red skin syndrome, the documentary. Yeah. joe rogan you were jo- talking about joe Rogan. well
1: i was talking about educating with myself with the how did we start going down this know. path oh the the saying that i said with oh uh, practicing yeah, practicing so wow <laughs> we are on it today <laughs> we uh
0: i am fired up <laughs> we
1: are fired up ready to go okay we're recording at three o'clock it's good time we're fired up right um i don't know that it's always a good time no it's not always a good time but yeah, it was like, with and so that's what I had to do during this time is I became educated for myself, became w- listening to my body, understanding what is making me tick. When is it hard? When do I need to stop? Like a lot of times at the office previous, I used to plow through, not get anything done, waste a bunch of time. Like I think I was working, but I'm not working. So now I'm like, okay, it's time to leave. Like I bought myself a timer. Because the strat- Brendan Burchard said at the event that I was at that the largest human study on productivity ever done is 50 minutes on, 10 minutes off. So you work for 50 minutes and he, this was tracked people over a ridiculous amount of time, like hundreds of thousands of people. And he's like the hu- largest human productivity to maximize productivity. It's 50 minutes on 10 minute break. 50 minutes on 10 minute break. then he taught some of these strategies to like regain your energy, even just walking, going outside. Maybe it's reading a book, but it's like getting off your computer, getting your
0: bare feet on the earth. Yeah. Grounding.
1: Yeah. Like today I went outside and talked to my mom, you know, and I was just like this. So I started there and I was outside talking to her and I'm like, you know what? I don't want to be here anymore. Like, I'm just going to get my stuff and go home and she was like okay and so that's what i ended up doing but so it was me during this process of my skin and still today i still have some redness a little bit on my back but it's almost gone a couple spots of my legs and my lips you know and so as and your wrists and you, my, wrists, my your wrists a lot yeah but they're they're much better yeah everything's getting so much better so i'm grateful for that
0: gone are the days of having to vacuum the bed before you got in oh my
1: gosh
0: you guys it was disgusting it was
1: so gross
0: or the you, vacuum you or folks i should say folks not you guys
1: yeah there's folks humans humans it was gross people that's why i just say people but then there's there people that don't identify as people
0: i mean some people will introduce themselves and tell you they're an alien but that's questionable
1: Ah, uh-huh. yeah it's funny you mentioned that joe rogan said on the podcast about a great alien documentary of a guy who worked at area 51 he just named it to
0: somebody was telling me a story that they met somebody at an event recently and the person told them that they were an alien i was like i wonder
1: if they fit in that 25 percent that your mom talked about dodging energy vampires where they're like
0: where they have personality disorders
1: yeah like the psychopaths
0: i don't know like i'm pretty open-minded but if somebody introduced themselves and they said they were an alien i'd have trouble with that one but who I knows I mean hey
1: men in black was huge movie so but who knows who knows what is happening we don't have a clue have nobody a clue. has a clue all right back to so i just i basically have learned to start listening to myself so during this time when kate would leave cuz
0: when i am leaving
1: no you are leaving so i'm like okay it, how do sense. i so how do i balance working Living my life, working out, taking care of the kids, and still feel fulfilled at the end of the day. Because it was the question that you asked me when I was sick. Was when I was like, okay, I can if I can just do a little bit more tomorrow, I'll feel better. If I can do this, and you said, well, why don't you just judge your day by stuff how you feel at the end of it, not how much you get done. And I was like, oh wow, mind blowing, you know. So that's what I've started to look at: is how do I feel good at the end of the day, and and some days I totally mess it up, you know, but other days it's like, how do I do that when the kids are gone? Because that has another level of craziness. It's like when it's just me at home versus the usual routine is both of us are at home to be able to do that. So when I said it's good practice because it just is like, it's like, how do I
0: but practice for what?
1: I don't know. It's just like, <laughs> I, it was I don't know. It's just a
0: funny thing to say uh, because you were like, it's good practice. And I was like, what for your life? Well, it it's, is. It's, it's not practice you're like in the game like it's happening but i guess like you know practice like a meditation practice or a yoga practice yeah so it's practice it's good life
1: like it's a good life strategy where i have to balance all of these things and really feel energized at the end of the time because there's times where i've left and you've had a really hard time with the kid there's times that you've left and i've had a really hard time right so it's it's paying attention to what is working for me and what's not and then i'm not i'm not beating myself up about making bad decisions or feeling horrible it's like really maintaining and staying in the moment so it builds more confidence is like i got this no problem take care of it that i can balance the the whole life experience because i mean life is as we know is challenging in itself so it's how to make that living in the world a little bit easier yeah as we navigate it so that's why love but, it yeah So uh, I'm practicing. Practicing.
0: Practicing being a parent. Thanks for holding down the fort. It's Well, how
1: was your last trip to New York? It was amazing. Thanks for acknowledging my practice.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It was amazing. I got to hang out with some old friends. It was like 50% working and 50% hanging out with old friends. It was so good. I lived in New York for six years and I really would be lying if I said I didn't miss it and the great news is a lot of my friends still live there so I get to go back and it's been eight years since I lived there it's been longer that I didn't live there than that I did and and there's just something about it was funny Alicia said like because she came to LA with me and she was like do you need me to come to New York with you you know text me if there's anything you need while you're there I can figure things out on the fly from away and I was just like no like, I definitely don't need help while I'm in New York, even though I was so grateful for the support. But it's, I love going there, because I feel quite capable. I, Mm. you know, I lived there as a single person for six years, I know how to navigate things, I know how to get things done, I know how to get from place to place. A lot of my same favorite restaurants and cafes are there and stuff. And I just, it's such a joy to like walk through the streets and have all these memories, memories come up and yeah, so it was great and then my friend Noah Levy, he you've probably seen me post some on about him on Instagram. Levy's Digest on Instagram, he threw an event for me at the Soho House and a lot of incredible women attended and it was yet another opportunity to be in conversation about what what working as a mother is and what how we can have more by doing less and the more and more I have these conversations, the more and more I realize it's so needed because the way we're working isn't working mm. you know adrenal fatigue is at an all-time high anxiety depression autoimmune stuff and that is you know a huge huge factor in disease like up to 80 percent stress is a huge triggering factor and one of the most stressful aspects of our life is work so how can we change the way we're working Without sacrificing our results, so that's been the conversation that I've been having, and I'm going to continue to have. And I'm pretty psyched. I will have already recorded it when this episode comes out, but I'm going to go to New York to rec- record Marie TV this week uh, with our friend Marie Forleo, which will be really fun. I was on in 2014, I think. So it's, yeah, for the book. it's been a while. I still hear from people like several times a month who are like, "I found you through Marie TV." So nice job, Marie. You got a good reach. <laughs> Um, And I've just been doing tons of podcasts and just, you know, keeping on, keeping on.
1: I have a question for you. You got to go to Gary Vee's headquarters. Oh,
0: yeah. Last week I recorded Mom Brain with Hilaria Baldwin and Daphne Oz, which is their podcast. That'll be out in a couple weeks and I will definitely share about it on my Instagram. And we'll have a podcast roundup email going out to to our list um, make sure you're on our list kate forward slash list i created a, a new freebie for you it's called reclaim two hours a day with this simple weekly 11 minute practice it's an audio and a guidebook so head over there nice but yes i went you, to vayner v- media headquarters
1: vayner media headquarters
0: in long island city
1: which is also but the, what's the other Hudson yards that's what it's also called i have no idea okay well that's what it's called now they're they created a new neighborhood basically it shouldn't
0: be called hudson yards if it's long island city because no, that's, that's on the what, wrong side of the
1: no that's what they call it
0: really because yeah. it's on the east river not the hudson
1: no but i brought this up Are to you, you before sure i swear knows
0: what he's talking about
1: yep because they just built the whole park there didn't you see the whole park you weren't there very long
0: i really was not there they built very long it
1: because it's on top of the trains where all the trains go they literally built this entire place on top of trains
0: mm, i feel like that is not the building i was at
1: Okay. He, his new new headquarters. I will tell you, I would
0: be really easy to kidnap because I I was 150% not paying attention to where we were going because I was on my phone because book launch week, like I'm doing way more social media than I usually would. And I will say it's like kind of great and kind of not my favorite at the same time. So I really wasn't paying attention because I was taking care of emails and reposting, so I literally had no idea where okay I was.
1: well we'll I'll show you about the Hudson yards deal. <laughs> okay. But anyway, you said something to me. She sent me pictures like she was there, and I was because.
0: Well, I had first of all, I forgot that right. Mom Brain was part of Pure Wow because it's also part of Gallery Media, and I get yes. kind of confused about the different no. It companies. became a
1: conglomerate, ba- well, not I can't right, say a conglomerate. and then it's part it's of Vayner Media now, yeah. which I had
0: forgotten until I showed up at the place and there was a giant sign on the wall that said Vayner X, and I was like, oh, right,
1: <laughs> yeah. So he's structuring his organization where Vayner Media is like the main deal. And then below that are all these other like the Gary it's all these other things or Vayner X is the main like holding it's like kind of like a holding company then Vaynermedia is below that is below that 137 p.m. is below that. And then inside of Pierre is also this gallery media group and then they are in charge of this podcast et cetera. But we anyway, call
0: our company 3:18 p.m why it's just like so random like is that what what's right 137 p.m i don't know i just picked a time randomly well that's why they, no it's 347 it's a men's PM.
1: lifestyle website and i think it's like whatever i mean who thought what google was right but it's like you name sure. you just name things yeah pure wow who thinks that's a women's a women's lifestyle brand right yeah you just make it's things actually up.
0: slightly demeaning to be perfectly honest if you're gonna
1: like why? PureWow. PureWow. Just, pure wow pure wow i know pure wow Yeah. So, which was started by a man too. That was that's, of that, course. That's well. I don't know if it was started by him, but he runs the company. Anyway, the you said something to me when we talked about. I was like, "How was it?" And you were like, "I couldn't believe how many people were there."
0: There were a lot of so people. So, talk in to that me building. about
1: what it was like to walk into this type of uh, like this type of company because our company is very s- small, right? Yeah. We work at home for the most part. Well,
0: it was open concept. There were a lot of people at. Desks and computers in huge open spaces. I would lose my freaking mind if I worked in an environment like that, because like even working at our house, when I can hear Mike in the kitchen or like if our nanny is there with our kids or whatever a couple days a week, like if I can hear them because my office is right off the kitchen, it drives me insane. Like I need silence and no distraction. It just, yeah. So first of all, you know, props to you. If you work in an open concept space, I have no idea how you do it. I feel like I would just chat all day and be so distracted. So interestingly, I talked about this data in do less, but on average, we get interrupted at work every 11 minutes and it takes us 25 minutes to get refocused on what we were doing. Therefore it doesn't take a math whiz to figure out that we are, z- we are spending zero minutes focused at work on what we're doing. And I think that would be on steroids in an open concept mm-hmm. workspace now on the other hand would i want to work in a cubicle not really but i think i would actually get a lot more done in a cubicle than in an open concept even though it looks really cool and hip it would not be for me i know that is not the question you're asking me but no. i'm just sharing i think it's and great and then it was remarkable i mean it was a lot of people several floors of humongous spaces like sort of warehouse ish i mean you know i have no concept of being able to count people quickly but yeah. It was a lot of people and it just was striking of like wow it it makes sense that gary Vaynerchuk is able to do a lot of get a lot of things going because he has hundreds and hundreds of people so yeah so there you go it was not very do less it's very do more over there and it's impressive
1: yeah it's, yeah it's, it's, but when it, people build things like that it's pretty impressive yeah
0: so go gary v and yeah. <laughs> it was cool to be in the building and I also loved that Daphne and Hilaria at MomBrain have this little podcast studio. So they sit and they're recording the audio and that's what gets published, but they also film the whole thing. I'm not exactly sure what they do with the no, video. No, they
1: they post about it.
0: Yeah. It's true. They post on social, but I don't know if they post the video on YouTube or I don't know. I we'll think find out. used, yeah. But I was inspired by their podcast set and it was fun to record live. Like it's yeah. a very different flavor of conversation and Hilaria talked about if you follow her... She um, was sort of live updating about her miscarriage experience that she just went through in the last couple of weeks. So that was, she shared very vulnerably about that. And, you know, we talked about loss. We talked about mom genes. We talked about all the data on how our brains change as women and our brains and productivity cycles and seasons. And it was really cool. It was a really great conversation. That's great. Yeah, they have a fun show. So I would say, you know, listen in if you're a mom.
1: I would like to do have a more kind of podcast.
0: I would like to make a podcast. set for our podcast. Yes. So I'm just putting that out there as a desire.
1: Well, that's what I wanted to turn this extra room in the basement into.
0: I would like to turn it into a guest suite, but I think it could be both.
1: Maybe. I don't know. What, uh, what else are you into these days?
0: Um, just kind of, you know. I don't know. Like, I feel like this is a season of like, really, it's interesting because we had, we went through a major contraction in 2018 and it reverberated through the first quarter of 2019. And we made some changes to our company structure. We made some changes to our team. And as a result, I feel like we slowed down, which feels really beautiful because in the past, being on this book tour with this amount of travel, I think I would have felt incredibly stressed out and like I was super behind. But the reality is we're not doing too many things as a company for maybe the first time ever. I mean, we weren't doing too many things during Parental leave after Ruby was born. By any means, we we took.
1: We were doing a lot of things, but we say we weren't. We weren't doing business wise, but we were. We
0: were doing. Yeah, we were doing a lot of things. As yeah, we were buying furniture and just landscaping. We were just doing a lot of things. So, like, I feel like we're doing the right amount of things as a company and as a family. Like, we don't have plans on the weekends in between these trips, and it's awesome. And then we're. Like, June and July, I'm really, 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 really putting boundaries around my schedule to spend time with the girls, and and that feels great, too, so... I feel like the do less way is seeping into my bones in a bigger way. I mean, this continues to be a practice. I certainly do not have to have this figured out. And a woman, I was just on a podcast called the shameless mom podcast. That'll be out in a couple of weeks. And she was asking me, she listens to our podcast and she had said, so just shout out. Hello. Thanks for a great interview. She asked Mike, about our relationship And that she said She heard us talk about That we have like The closest thing To a 50-50 relationship Of anybody we know In terms of Household responsibilities And, and business responsibilities And stuff And she was or like that
1: we think We don't know
0: No We don't know No But like You and I Definitely
1: anyone That's been in my close circles Like yes, that's Anything everyone, from a family perspective To yeah. yeah
0: Like we don't I spend zero time Complaining about the fact That like you don't do things at home because that's just inaccurate. Whereas, I spend time with women who do a lot of complaining about their husbands not contributing at home, and I don't think you spend complain about you time complaining about me.
1: No, and I don't. I don't think I, whenever when I've hung out with a group of guys, we. I don't. I mean, I'm 36 years old, and I can't remember sitting around thinking about like a group of guys complaining about the other okay person. that
0: may just be a male female thing but i'm just saying yeah. about in terms of like i am one of about the few doing, people yeah. in my circle it. anyway it's not everybody no. so just if you're in my circle and you're listening it's no, not like i'm talking about you but i'm just saying like you and i have a good thing yeah. going and so she had asked but me, we've worked on that yeah she yeah. said she asked me did you talk about that in your book and i was like actually i didn't Really? I mean, there's not like a chapter on creating an equitable partnership because I mostly only write about things I struggle with. And that's not been now. Yes, you and I doing the dance of like who's doing more and me quieting my inner tallier has definitely been an ongoing issue. But I feel like for me, it's more from the perspective of me thinking I'm not doing enough. And that's what I wrote my book about. Not getting your partner to do more which Tiffany Dufu Mm -hmm. really wrote her book about that in many ways. And so I would recommend checking out Drop the Ball. And we have a great episode with Tiffany Dufu, which we'll link in the show notes. But anyway, I thought it was a great opportunity that that could be something we could offer down the line would be a conversation for women who are partnered with men who struggle in that area to create a more equitable partnership without nagging. You know, and without feeling like they're irritated all the time. Mm -hmm. I do talk, of course, about how to ask for help in the book, but I think it's a bigger topic. And I thought that that was kind of interesting. But the reason I'm talking about this is all just to say that, like, I generally write about things that I have struggled with, not things that I feel I've had a sense of mastery about because... I don't ever think it's like that helpful for me to be like, Hey, I'm great at this thing. Like, let me show you how it's better to be like, Hey, I've sucked at this thing. And here's how I figured out how to be better at it. Like maybe this would be helpful for you. I don't, I'm not even sure why I'm talking about that, but just sharing.
1: Well, you're talking about your podcast and that's being on the podcast and talking yeah, about it from a dynamic. Felt
0: Like there was something else there. Anyway, equitable partnership, something yeah. I lost the thread. That's okay. <laughs>
1: transition ready transition noise
0: beep beep beep
1: (laughs) to the next thing that's how penelope knows to change the audio books right oh she has
0: this cute little audio book cd player that we got her and then she has these little audio story books that she puts the cds in and then it yeah makes that little noise when it's time for her to turn the page so she can have the cd player read her a story sometimes which penelope likes to do things on her own every now and again so she likes to sit with her little cd player yeah and do her audiobooks. it's cute boop, boop, boop. see this is when it would be great to have a podcast producer who likes splices in music a la you know this American Life or something like that maybe someday we will have
1: yeah that. but they were that's a full time job I know I heard him Ezra Klein Forces. I swear I saw him Forces. on a plane I think I saw him I was on the same plane with him recently who um, Ezra Klein
0: he's not this American Life that's Ira Glass oh no that's
1: Ira Glass I, Ezra Klein from voxmedia.com but Ira Glass I think it was Ira Glass he and, went to uh, Brown yeah, I walked by. Yeah, you know who also went to Brown that I'm obsessed with right now? Andrew Yang. Andrew Yang, running for president. Oh, man. All the things that we've talked about today, Andrew Yang, he is the hidden gem. Mike
0: desires to get Andrew Yang on the podcast. So, Andrew Yang, if you are listening, or if you are listening and you know Andrew Yang, and you could connect us, we would be grateful.
1: Yeah, for sure. If you got a hookup, I would really appreciate that. Because I would like this guy is he understands human beings and he understands how human beings like work, what makes them excited about life and how to move things forward. And he's not just, and he can communicate whether you're on the Ben Shapiro show or whether you're on CNN and it's like straight facts. He said the total opposite of Donald Trump is an Asian man who likes math. I think it's hysterical because and he's like, that's what that's what I am, and I like math. He likes numbers. So anyway, but uh, yeah, so we'll see how the whole presidential race runs out. But I'm really excited about Andrew Yang.
0: Real quick before we wrap yeah. up, because our let's talk
1: about what's coming next.
0: Our nanny is going home, and we have one minute. Oh, and so what I am telling you is that this is a completely random and a non sequitur. But we do have. The doors to Origin are open just for a few days. So if you have been wanting to join our community and learn more about how to have more by doing less in community, get the support, get the monthly lessons, and get the accountability, then go over to origincollective.com. This was a random episode. We appreciate you being here with us. Thanks for listening. Cheers. I am so excited to tell you that my new book, Do Less, A Revolutionary Approach to Time and Energy Management is now out. You can get the book along with a workshop on how to set boundaries and say no, and a workshop on how to apply the 80-20 rule to your life so you can get 80% more results with only 20% of the work, plus two Maven Masterclasses over at katenorthrup.com forward slash book. And the book is available anywhere books are sold. Get your copy of Do Less.